somebody grab your beer or your popcorn or whatever it is that you drink and eat when you're listening to us because the game bros are bad. Hello, bro. <laughs> Hello. I have coffee myself. Okay, that's, that, that's fair. Yeah, that, no, okay. that, that's totally acceptable for our, you know, for listening to us. <laughs> oh, bro, I'm so excited for our new episode. Um, so I excited too. Everyone who is listening to us is also excited and had a great week. And bro, it's our uh, tradition to use the first few minutes to just, you know, teach chat about whatever it is that we are doing or playing or whatever. And um, I think I'm going to start uh, by saying that I am on vacation, bro, starting from Monday. Oh, wow. So that's really exciting. <laughs> I'm in my, you know, relaxed mode. Cool. Um, Yes, bro. Kenny and I took a week wow. and um, it, it's going to be great because we really need to take a break. Uh -huh. So, yeah, bro, it's going to be awesome. Okay, what's your plan? Are you going somewhere? Bro, yes, we, we are. And as a matter of fact, Kenny is bombarding me with messages right now about this one place we were going to. Um, for the beginning of the week, we'll just stay here in our uh, home, uh, in our home, because we we want to do a few things, you know, just okay. in the house, you know, okay. use the chance that we have because we are here to just, you know, fix a few things, uh, probably do some gardening and big part of the subject of today's <laughs> talk. Um, but then on Thursday, we are going up uh, to the mountains. It's about almost four hours driving from here. So it's a cool, pretty, it's a decent drive, but it's, bro, it's an amazing place. It's pretty cold out there. Cool. Uh, Cause it's, it, we are just starting winter in Brazil. And when you go up in the mountains, it gets uh, chilly, uh, but bro, wonderful waterfalls and this, you know, hiking you can do. So we're excited. Oh, that sounds amazing. I'm super excited for you guys. Yay! Ah, yay. yay. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, um, myself, uh, not too much. I mean, I was pretty busy at work. We were at a conference last week, which is why some of, some of our episodes were delayed. So I'm very sorry about that. But now, as I was telling my bro, we will have some buffer. So in... Technically speaking, we should not have too many interruptions uh, from now on. So fingers mm -hmm. crossed there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the idea. Um, but yeah, I've been playing quite a lot on my Xbox Series X. Ooh. And it's not, it's not an intense game, bro. I, I'm so mm -hmm. sorry. That was a game I originally thought that I was about to play on my Switch, so on my Nintendo Switch. So that was a game that was officially released on Switch, I think it was three years ago. It's mm. called Octopath Traveler. So that's a role-playing game uh, that's mm. pretty cool. So like you have eight characters, okay? And the idea is to complete their independent missions, but at the same time, you can go and grab another character to add it to your um, to your team, basically. Mm -hmm. And bro, like it's wonderful because it's kind of a retro game. Uh, the graphics are not amazing, but at the same time, I'm digging it because it really looks like a game that I used to play a lot. 
on my PlayStation 1, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. So graphics are like this kind of graphics, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> <and> <laughs> it used to be called Saga Frontier uh, on PlayStation 1. I was in love with that game. I was absolutely in love with that game. So now I have the chance of playing this kind of retro game, but it's a recent game too, on my Series X. It's been amazing. And the good thing, bro, because remember, cloud gaming, I can also play on my phone in the evening. Oh, that sounds awesome, bro. So I love it. I, I just dig that because you know like Pauline is watching something but I'm like no I have to finish my mission just gonna grab my iPad my controller play on my iPad controller or do the same with my phone I just love it I just love it it's a wonderful game I I think I put like 15 hours into it at this point Mm -hmm. which is not too bad but we have to count roughly eight hours per character so it's gonna be like I don't know like 60 plus hour game um but I love it. I really love it. It's a, it's a cool game. I think that IGN gave it a 9.2, Ooh, something okay. around those lines. So it's not bad. Really it's well rated bad. as well. Bro, I yeah. must say that I, I absolutely love playing games that bring back memories, you know? Absolutely. The classics <laughs> we used to love. Yes. Um, so I, it's what I feel every time I play Kirby. Whatever Kirby mm. game I play, it immediately brings me back to my, you know, Game Boy days. And yeah. The, those yeah. were awesome, bro. So always worth it. Absolutely. Uh, it's like it Pokemon with me. It's like Pokemon. Pokemon brings exactly. a lot of memories back. The The fact is, the new Pokemon suck. They do not look great. And please bring back the first 151, okay, guys? I just need the first 151. I, I second that. Those are the best. The original ones are just the best. So much better. And they look great, you know? Like, oh. they look like Pokemons. Guys, yes. oh, my God. Okay. I know. I know. It's, it's disappointing, bro. And Enough bro- said. Yes, go ahead. Speaking of disappointing, um, <laughs> before we, we start recording this episode, we always do some chat, you know, to warm up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you told me some pretty serious, drastic things that are happening in California. Um, unfortunately, you know, yes. since I, I moved back to Brazil, it's not like I read the news about California every other day. So I didn't know. Yeah, uh, that things were getting so dramatic. Um, it is, and and it I think dramatic. it's it's a subject that we could definitely use to start our conversation. So, mm-hmm. bro, since you're you're leaving this reality now, mm-hmm. um, I think it's it's cool if we just started this uh, like first part of our conversation by just telling us how is the drought, you know, context in California right now, bro. So it's pretty severe um so right now everything started i think with the colorado river if i'm not mistaken so basically most of california is pumping water from the colorado Mm -hmm. uh, river and so a scientist made some predictions and at this time as of today because it's not raining a lot in SoCal. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about NorCal, so nor- Northern California is not too much impacted by the drought because it's raining there. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. it, no worries there. But for the South California, and basically it starts with LA and what is south of LA. Um, and you can include basically the Death Valley National Park into it. So basically, like, yeah, it's 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 a desert, like it's a mm-hmm. desert, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the scientists made the prediction that if we do not slow down our water consumption, we would not finish the year. Uh, meaning that at some point, you can try to get water, you will not. There won't be any water in your uh, house. And I'm like, what? Uh, I'm sorry, I just bought a house. I knew the drought was possibly coming at some point. I was Mm -hmm. not expecting it to arrive like within one year of being a homeowner. So yeah, bro, it's pretty drastic. And we are kind of seeing seeing those uh, effects in other cities. So right now it's not too much uh, in San Diego or Escondido where I live, but Mm -hmm. in in LA, they are asking people to cut up to 40% of their water consumption. So basically, if you have a a pool, a swimming pool, it's forbidden to just fill it up or to change the water. It's absolutely forbidden. The thing is, I don't know if they can check that. So it's mostly, hey, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Are they going to double check? I have no clue, but that's what they are trying to see. Like right now, the they want the water to go for essential things, meaning like uh, cleaning up your dishes and like, I don't know, like taking a shower, but mm-hmm. no bath anymore. So that's the idea. And I want to give you one fact that I found crazy. I was reading the news this morning. Las Vegas, they have an order, so an executive order that was released, I think, on Friday, mm-hmm. where they have to cut all the loans in the city, meaning that every piece of grass that is green has to be cut off, removed, and not watered anymore. That's crazy. That's just crazy. And I was seeing pictures and like people were just like cutting off the grass, but like taking some of the soil too. I was like, what is happening? (laughs) <laughs> it's it's crazy so the My drought goodness, is here bro yeah yeah okay so the i mean ever since i moved in to san diego that you know like was one of the first things i learned about san diego that we were actually for like as you said south california we were in the middle of a freaking crazy drought and yeah from for the most part actually for the total amount of years I spent in San Diego, I never actually had um, news or anything suggesting that we might not have water. There was always the, we always stated the fact that we should never ever waste, but that's pretty severe, bro. And I mean, um, up until last year, uh, several uh, uh, reservatories of water in Brazil were pretty down as well. Mm-hmm. But it's it's funny because like in Brazil we start to get worried when you know it's about when the reservoir is about like sixty percent capacity, wow. because it, that has never been seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then at the beginning, let me see, at the end of last year, 
-hmm. It was like raining every other day in several parts of Brazil. And now, you know, the sanitation companies, I mean, I, I know that because I, I actually invest in quite a few here in Brazil. They're all saying like, okay, so as of right now, you know, we are back on 80 plus percent capacity so cool. people can go wild again. But I mean, what I'm trying to say is, you know, this, this drought uh, crisis, at least in Brazil, they, they do happen every 15 years or so. Um, it's especially bad when you have like crops such as sugarcane, for example, the crop that mm -hmm. I work with. Because, you know, it's not like you're going to artificially water, mm -hmm. you know, a gigantic field of sugarcane. You usually count on the rain to do mm -hmm. that. And, and, and so the harvest last year was pretty, uh, pretty impacted. But this yeah. year things seems to be normal again. And so mm -hmm. uh, what I'm trying to say with all of this is that, you know, I, I don't think this is going to be a permanent issue. But mm -hmm. at least in South California, I feel like this is going to be an increasing concern. Even yeah. when you guys have, you know, a better climate, I still mm -hmm. think that this uh, common sense, this um, spoken rule between the whole community never to waste water because it's, it's pretty bad, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And one thing I wanted to say, because when we were searching for a house with Pauline, uh, we were aware, uh, not of the drought for this particular season, but mostly that we were living in SoCal and that water is super important. And mm -hmm. so that's why we made the decision of not choosing a house with a swimming pool. Uh, because, you know, like we live in the 21st century now. And so I think that having a shared pool is something that is fine. You know, <laughs> uh, we have the ocean close by. So right. if you need to go and sit and jump into the water, you have free water right there. Uh, exactly. So, yeah, like that was part of our decision. But we never thought that we would have to take decisions as of today or like not today, but like in the coming month where like we would have to save water for the future as of now you know mm -hmm. it's not something that will happen in 10 years and that you can plan for like in the future seasons and think about it no you, we have to take action we have to take action to make the thing or the, the water not being a problem anymore so i think right. and as you said as a community we should save water so bath for instance taking bath you don't have to it's not mm -hmm. necessary, you know, taking a shower, especially a short one, is saving so much water. People just mm -hmm. don't realize, but right. it's a lot. And one thing I wanted to discuss with you today about, so that's our main topic. I would like to discuss about plants that are made to survive facing drought. And mm -hmm. we have plenty of those especially in Southern California, because <laughs> basically we are in the desert. So we do have plants that accept just a minimum of water to survive and flourish and be happy. Mm -hmm. And so people, instead of putting flowers, and I'm not talking about Brazil, I'm not talking about France, I'm not talking about Northern California. If you have rain from time to time, it's great to have flowers. But in South California, in San Diego, 
Is it a good idea to have flowers outside? Is it a mm-hmm. good idea to have a lawn that is taking a lot of water because it's hot? Like this past week, bro, we had some days where like it was 35 degrees outside. Jesus, that's hot. Okay. It's it's May. It's May. With the sun, you probably feel like it's 40 outside. And so just imagine you're alone. It's like, give me water. You know, like, yeah. of course. Like, grass is not supposed to survive these kind of temperatures. That's not, mm-hmm. that's not a thing. I mean, in my opinion. Um, so I wanted to discuss with you about stuff that we could do in our gardens, in everyone's gardens, when we are facing drought, because we could pick very nice plants, good-looking plants, and make a garden that would be able to survive drought without wasting water, mm-hmm. and at the same time to be enjoyed because it's beautiful. That's the idea. So let's right. let's discuss today, okay? <laughs> oh, bro, I'm so excited about the topic. I mean, you, you know I'm a plant crazy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and gardening it, it really is my thing. And bro, mm-hmm. I think the first good news mm-hmm. that I wanted to share with you and our listeners is that um, you can have a wonderful, wonderful front yard is spending a minimal amount of water yes. and still have the most beautiful flowers if you pick the right plants and okay. so um, you, remember when i told you that kenny and i a few weeks ago went to this uh place here it's actually really close to our town it's, a, it's less than a one hour driving okay uh, the city is called olambra and they are known for their flower uh production uh, in, yes. as a matter of fact they produce over 40 to 45 percent of all flowers produced in south america wow so okay like, i have <laughs> never seen so many flowers the place is just like it's hard to believe that that place exists and and i'm <laughs> and I, I can't believe that I, I i haven't gone there before so it's it's an amazing place and one of the things that is actually pretty trendy right now mm-hmm. for you know people who like playing with plants and, and gardening and stuff is that uh, people have different ecosystems in their houses. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, the whole bona fide, really green, uh, you know, long and, you know, the, the, the standard flowers that require a shit ton of water. I mean, mm-hmm. people do have those. Mm-hmm. But also they started to uh, increase diversity in their houses. Mm-hmm. And so it's not uncommon to see one like someone having three to four different quote unquote ecosystems in, in a single house. And they are all wonderful in their own ways. And I mean, in Brazil, people usually do that because first the diversity of flowers like, oh my God, you can play with as many flowers as you want, but also people don't normally have too much time to actually do the gardening, to take care of them, to water them. So there are plants that are extremely convenient because they're very pretty and they are not at all time consuming. Okay. And so, bro, I think we're going to have great ideas in this episode to give you the most wonderful front yard and (laughs) ecologically friendly 
front yard for sure. <laughs> okay, so let me start by saying one thing. I have two kids. You're very much aware of that. Um, and so right now in my front yard, we have rocks. And rocks are okay, you know. The good thing is that they do not require water. <laughs> so right now, it's, it's, it's pretty much good for the drought season. But I was thinking of one thing with Pauline. Uh, you know that artificial grass, artificial turf, you can, like, you name it, basically. But <clears throat> it's becoming very trendy. Like, a lot of people are trying to replace their lawn with artificial grass. Now, my question for you is, and I don't know if you're an expert, I know that putting artificial grass is basically like layering rocks with sometimes plastic and then a final touch of plastic because the grass is actually plastic. Right. And so basically, I feel like we are killing the soil that is beneath mm -hmm. the artificial grass. So my main concern as a next like former plant scientist is that we are not helping the soil. But at the same time, if the soil is facing drought every year, <laughs> is it a good thing to basically like, I don't know, like cover it with plastic and say, you know what, just be happy beneath that because it's not going to change too much. You won't see water anyways, which mm. is the case because as a matter of fact, in Escondido, we usually have less than 30 days of rain per year. Okay. 30 days of rain per year, which is nothing. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so that was the thing I wanted to tell you. And also, uh, when we consider rain, uh, when it's raining in San Diego, usually like it's raining a lot. And so what happens too is that your soil is not ready, does not have the capacity right away to take up all this water that is coming. So usually like it's floating away, you know, like it's going to, I don't know, like those, like everything that is beneath, but it's usually like not staying on the top layer. So it's mm -hmm. not really helping your loan if you have a loan exactly. because you would have to water it artificially yeah. every day anyways. Okay, what's your opinion on artificial turf, bro? Bro, um, I hate them. Okay. I think you spoke like a true expert because the truth is... Um, you know, there's this, really, there's this really fun fact about the Amazon forest. Um, mm -hmm. It turns out that the Amazon forest, like the amount of rain you have in the heart of the forest is insane. It's pretty mm -hmm. much raining every single day mm -hmm. in several millimeters. So okay. it feels like when, when you're in the middle of the Amazon forest, it feels like water there is the only uh, certain thing in your day like it's going to be rainy all the time and you're going to have waterfalls <laughs> everywhere uh, and so it, what happened in the past you know when people started to explore the regions surrounding the forest mm -hmm. they thought well this must be an extraordinary place for crops just because you know it's raining a lot so <laughs> you just chop off the trees and you take care a bit of your you know of the soil and you're going to have the a you know like oasis for for crops and nope. it turns out that every place you touch becomes a desert right yep. mm -hmm. um, simply because 
the only reason why it rain it, it's raining so much is because the plants are transpiring so much and so yes. they they are the actual drive for all this water recycling system and so mm -hmm. Am I telling you to plant an Amazon forest in front of your yard? <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> but the truth is, the more you uh, remove life from soil, yeah. mm -hmm. the less ready to you know accept life again, the soil yeah. will become. It's crazy, bro. So mm -hmm. the truth is, you don't have to have a forest and you don't have to have a very you know water demanding loan. Okay. But I have seen people growing extraordinary plants in a very dry environment okay. by basically choosing the right plants in the right time. And okay. you know, um, so, so these are some of the ideas that I want to discuss with you. Okay. Am I saying that you cannot have, you know, the, the artificial loan? Of course you can. I wouldn't <laughs> advise, um, yeah. on the other hand, that you would have all over the place you can maybe choose a spot like a strategical spot where you wanted to see some uh, grass and you're like okay mm -hmm. for that particular spot i'm gonna have some mm -hmm. but the more you play with the soil the more things you plant mm -hmm. the more ready your soil will become and, it, and it's wonderful like if you have one or two trees mm -hmm. that will you know start to you know give you some shade and, and yeah it's incredible like soon enough you're gonna have a place where you can grow some grass without spending too much water so it's sort of an investment you're, no, you're I, creating that ecosystem for yourself and your family you know i i love it and that's what i've been telling pauline because that's also my opinion and i knew that the drought was coming when we were discussing uh, artificial versus real loan or real like garden uh for the mm -hmm. front yard and i was part of your team you know saying you know what let's not touch the soil the soil is so important and we are not just talking about plants we are talking about everything that is living in a soil people right. don't realize but like bacteria we have all those um uh roly-polies you know like all those insects uh mm -hmm. the worms you know they live in the soil to make the soil better, if that right. makes sense. I mean, yeah. so we should not, first, humans do have a huge impact on the environment. So mm -hmm. if on top of that, we are replacing like every part that we invade with concrete and then with artificial grass, we are basically killing the planet. And we are not trying to be like the green podcast here, but we are just plant scientists and we should respect uh, the soil. Uh, that's my opinion too. So thank you so much for that. Now, now, what you're saying is very clever. You think about like strategically putting some trees to help the plant underneath being protected from the sun that is pretty much here all the time. Is that correct? Precisely, bro. That's okay. precisely what I'm saying. So. Uh, one of the things that I have in my front yard that I love mm -hmm. is this tree that on, not only has wonderful yellow flowers, but it, it likes to grow and cover surfaces. So okay. what Kenny and I have is like this uh, scaffold of wood. Mm -hmm. It's not very large, but you know, the, the tree can grow 
and then uh, spread the, okay. the, its leaves mm -hmm. throughout the scaffold. So you, you basically have this whole uh, greenhouse yeah, that is made from this, this tree that you planted. That's so, cool. Bro, uh, I'm not even kidding. Like the moment the tree finally took over and now it has completely taken over the, the scaffold. Like sometimes in the really hot days, you enter underneath that scaffold and you immediately feel like five to six degrees less just by like oh my God. walking under that scaffold covered in leaves. And so That's cool. uh, you immediately realize too, because the on, on the bottom, so it's basically covering the path between my, you know, barbecue area and mm -hmm. uh, the outside bathroom. Mm -hmm. So you basically cross that region, uh, you know, yeah. through the scaffold. And mm -hmm. I have a whole bunch of plants under it as well. Okay. Okay. And those plants are the plants that I can forget for a month and okay. then go come back there and they're going to be wonderful. Oh, wow. You know, oh, wow. Because yeah. that's the thing, like the moment they, they, they receive less sunlight, their leaves burn way less. Absolutely. But, they, but you still have some, you know, light passing through. So mm -hmm. all you have to do is to choose plants that don't need direct sunlight mm -hmm. if you want to choose them. Yeah. And, and another uh, class of plants that I highly recommend, and here goes my first tip to you. Okay. Succulents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, they yes. are wonderful. Yes. They create their own ecosystem really quickly. They are very colorful. They need very little water and they, mm -hmm. I, I had no idea that because the, the thing is succulents, if you grow them uh, right under direct sunlight, mm -hmm. they have a color, but if you protect them under a tree, they change colors. Yes. And, and so you, you basically see throughout the year, all these different colors from the same succulent and it's just the most wonderful thing to observe. So bro, that's the thing that I really strongly uh, suggest to you guys. First, mm -hmm. choose a plant that is like growing to grow tall. It doesn't have to be a gigantic tree, but something that can survive the drought. And there are really good trees for that. That will grow tall because they like direct sunlight. And they will be the first layer of life in your front yard, protecting the, the rest of them. I love it. I just love it. And so right now, let me tell you one thing, because I was thinking of a couple of trees, actually, uh, to put like in my front yard. And oh. I would like to, to get a tree that would not just be a tree. Mm -hmm. I would like to get fruits. But cool. fruits require water. Mm -hmm. So usually when you're facing drought, the, the tree will survive, but you will not get the yield that you expected. So Correct. in severe years, like for instance, this one, even if you have, let's say, an avocado tree, like avocado trees, they live here. You know, they were uh, not born in San Diego, but like Mexico, uh, right. like SoCal, we have plenty of avocado trees. They do not require so much water. They do require some if you want tons of yield, if you want a lot of avocados. But if you do not water them, they will still thrive. They will be happy because they have roots. If I'm not mistaken, they go very deep 
And so mm -hmm. they are able to catch some water when you have like those rains, you know, like that happen 30 days a year. But mm -hmm. basically it's gonna be able to pump up all those like water and be happy. And so <clears throat> I like the idea of having an, at least one avocado tree. But the thing is, avocado trees the way they are, are not covering up so much uh, in terms of canopy, if I'm not mistaken, okay. I, I don't think so. They are nice, but they are not covering too much. Um, and I was also thinking about a lemon tree, you know, like to get some lemons, that's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think, and you are the expert probably, I think that lemon trees do require quite some water. Do you have any idea on this? My, my sister has one uh, okay. in the middle of her yard. Mm -hmm. uh, especially at the beginning, she did water the plant quite a few, okay. quite quite often. Yeah. But now that it has turned into a tree, bro, it's way fine. way yeah. less. It's totally yeah. fine. I mean, it might not yield you a shit ton of lemons in in the most severe <laughs> yeah. part of the drought, but still, yeah. Yeah. the tree looks wonderful. And and bro, I absolutely love the idea. Mm -hmm. And here is one thing that I recently saw mm -hmm. and i was like jesus that's just so clever the person chose four trees that they liked uh, mm -hmm. that don't have a huge canopy though okay but they can survive direct sunlight and really yes. hot days mm -hmm. with a minimum amount of water so what they did was these are uh, usually these plants are fast growing plants because they just you know seek the light and they grow really yeah. fast <laughs> and, and and bro i mean for you with your two babies, uh, you know, to plant a tree and to name them and see them growing, it's going to be magical per se. Yes. But what these guys did was that, so they chose four trees, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they planted them in a square okay. and they did buy them. They were already like pretty big, so they were uh, more resistant. If you buy tiny little ones, mm -hmm. they will suffer a bit more. Okay. And, and, and the first thing that I want to say is whenever you buy them, mm -hmm. choose plants that are already pretty sturdy and okay. it's a really good idea to acclimate them. So don't, don't just put them directly in the sunlight from the moment you bought it and expect them to be fine. We usually, mm -hmm. you know, people here, we actually buy them in huge uh, biodegradable bags so that the okay. roots will eventually take over. So. People usually put them exactly where they're going to be planted, but mm -hmm. not for the whole day. Then they bring them back to the shade again if they see that they're suffering. So they slowly okay. understand that they're going to be migrating to a more, for okay. example, to, to a hotter environment or to a drier environment. Mm, I see. Uh, that for a few days only. And so what they did was they finally planted the four trees. They started to grow and, and just as you described, they wanted to have more plants, but the canopy was still pretty small for all the plants that they wanted to do. So there's this uh, dark net that people use very often use for vegetable gardens okay. um, so that they protect the vegetables from directly sunlight. And it's actually mm -hmm. pretty cute as well because it makes a really nice shade. Mm -hmm. And they basically, so right below the canopy they mm -hmm. had this net you know okay. attached to the four trees wow. and so there it was you know you had this really cool shaded environment 
and they placed a shit ton of orchids right under it. Cool. So they have all the most wonderful flowers because the orchids love that. They don't take directly sunlight. Yeah. And the environment right under the orchids and the canopy is now with shade. So really high quality sunlight because it's not direct. Mm-hmm. It's humid. And now they have way more plants that they can play with because, you know, Absolutely. the ecosystem is becoming real. And so... Yeah. Bro, it's magical. The truth is you're going to teach them how to basically, you know, start life from scratch. Create an ecosystem. Exactly. I, I, I love the idea. And right now, to tell you the full truth, we bought our avocado tree two weeks ago. Ah, that's yeah. so awesome. Congratulations. No, and that's why I wanted to save that for the episode. But it's not a gigantic one. I would say it's like a meter and a half. So okay. it's not it's not small, but it's not gigantic. So mm-hmm. like yeah, like it's it's not gigantic. But what I like and what I did, and I told my kids, and I don't know if that's the right strategy. Right now we are watering it quite often mm-hmm. because it's still in a pot. But the idea was kind of different from what you said. So bringing it to the to the sun and then back and forth and so on. So what I told the kids is that now we know that we are facing drought it's so much easier just to water a pot you know Mm -hmm. with some water because we know that we are not wasting any kind of you know you're watering you don't have to water too much because you know that everything will go for that tree and so what i told them is that right now we want to acclimate the tree to direct sunlight for its upcoming life you know right now it's been outside for like two weeks and bro guess how many new leaves we got just guess in two weeks i'm i'm guessing a whole lot of them i'm guessing that avocado plants really like sunlight i think it's between 50 and 100. it's insane it's insane it's as if the tree yeah it's as if the tree was just waiting for it when we bought it it was not sad but like the leaves were not you know super happy but i told pauline i looked at the tree and i was like the tree looks amazing the roots are there super sturdy so like big pot you know i was like it's just waiting for its moment it's just waiting for full sun and water and love and that's basically what we did you know we mm-hmm. are watering it like every other day mm-hmm. uh not too much just a tiny piece of water like bit of water and the tree right now i think it gained probably like 20 centimeters oh that's my God, that's wonderful in two weeks it's like the tree was like hey just give me sunlight and water and you'll see bro the kids are amazed so yeah oh. no same and now my question is specifically mm-hmm. for that tree I think that I will wait for the end of the drought season, so basically probably until November-ish, to plant it on my front yard. Because then mm-hmm. we know that during the during winter in San Diego, that's when you're getting some rain, not a lot, but still, and it's usually like cooler. So mm-hmm. I think that jumping into the actual um, soil would probably be beneficial when it's not as hot, you know, uh, because I, I don't want to waste too much water too. Uh, so what do you think? When would be the good time 
for us to replant that tree? Would it be next fall or would it be next spring? What would you do? Bro, honestly, if you buy the right tree for the right environment, which is precisely mm -hmm. what you guys did, mm -hmm. that's the beauty of it, that the tree will be ready to go, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, from what I heard, the tree is really happy and yes. uh, it's getting along really well. Yes. Um, I, I wouldn't wait, bro. The truth is, I mean, really? <laughs> this tree I just told you about, the one that yeah. took over the, yeah. the wood, I, I can't remember last time I watered it. The truth is what oh. it, it basically survived. Like the, the tree is so good at that, that even when it's super dry, you can see like it's just making new leaves all the time. And, and you can tell for sure, like it definitely found a source of water because it's thriving. Okay. And so oh, I love it. And bro, I mean, it, it's a perfect tree to start your little oh, ecosystem. Yeah. So oh, for sure. I, I honestly wouldn't wait much, you know. <laughs> I'm I scared. Just... <laughs> I'm scared. I don't want to lose my avocado tree. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I really think the avocado will be fine because it, it, it's okay. a tree that is really strong. It's really ready for this environment. Of course, Absolutely. it doesn't mean that you will stop watering it, especially no, no. the beginning you have to. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, the truth is it will grow and, mm -hmm. and what I would do is that I would try my best to, so the first thing that Kenny and I did when we were designing the front yard was yes. to actually take a piece of paper and, you know, draw the whole area okay. and before starting, you know, planting trees and, and flowers and etc., we chose where they would go. Cause the thing is. If you just go, you know what, I'm going to plant my tree right here. Mm -hmm. And then two weeks later, you say, oh, my God. But now I just realized that, you know, the best place for the tree was actually over there. Mm -hmm. um, if you first sit in front of your front yard for a few days and just observe, you know, um, how much sunlight a given spot receives and, you know, like <laughs> and you start to picture the garden that you want, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's when, you know, you're going to have a wonderful result in the end. So okay. um, I, I would love if you could, you know, plant it, but not mm -hmm. alone. So I would, whenever you're ready, yeah. you say, you know what? This is the corner for the avocado. Mm -hmm. Think about its friends as well. Start to create, okay. you know, um, cacti, succulents. Yeah. Um, one plant that I really think you should have because it's just not only wonderful, extremely mm -hmm. drought tolerant mm -hmm. and has the most wonderful flowers mm -hmm. is this um, desert rose. Okay, let me take I notes. I have two of those, bro, and they are just the most wonderful, most resilient plants ever. Um, That's cool. They do, uh, they, they take like 30 to 35 years to actually reach uh, what would be a pretty sizable tree okay. um, size, but but it, it, they don't never they they never get too tall, okay. and and bro, they give flowers. They give the flowers. Most wonderful flowers. The cool. most wonderful flowers. Bro, and okay, one thing I have to to tell you about too is that we have a wonderful community around. 
Um, so we have hiking trails uh, that are taken care of by the HOA, so the community itself. And so what they did is to put succulents uh, on the side of the trail. So instead of like putting grass everywhere, because we, we are aware of that, like we, we do not have so much water. The good thing with succulents, and that's what they do, because I can hear it from my uh, backyard, they mm. watered them once a week. And it's like for five, 10 minutes, and it's like automatic stuff. So it's not a lot of water. Of course, mm -hmm. we have a lot of trails, so it, eventually it's a lot of water, but like it's just once a week. So Bro. I'm amazed. I think that uh, people in our community is very much aware of that. But the only thing I'm kind of afraid of, because when whenever we have to remodel the, um, the front yard, we'll have to submit our project to the community for them to be okay with the idea. Because our yeah. house is one of the first house that is being seen when you enter the community. One I of see. the first. We are not like at the very entrance because we are not so close to the main road, but still. Uh, whenever you turn into uh, our community, we are one of the first that you can see because we are facing the entrance, kind of. So, remodeling will have to be do done uh, in a good way, meaning that the community will have to be happy with that. So, I think, and that's my next question for you, Mm -hmm. I think that if we want to put trees and cacti and so on, we'll probably have to put grass. Now my question is, because I'm not so much of an expert with those, I think that there may be some type of grass that could be more water resistant than others. I'm not saying that they will be 100% water resistant because there's no such, no such thing, especially when the grass is that tall. Um, mm -hmm. But do you know or are you aware of a species like that would be more tolerant than another because i'm i'm pretty much sure that there are some grass that are water tolerant yes bro i mean there are so many types of grass it's amazing mm -hmm. and yes there is this one in brazil mm -hmm. it's called the japanese grass okay um and, and it's one of the most expensive grass to buy Okay. Um, so people don't normally have them in a huge area, but rather in a small area. Okay. And and the reason why it's so expensive is because they're very slow growing, and they and you never have to cut them because they grow to a given size and they stop. Wow. And they are beautiful, <laughs> like beautiful and extremely comfortable to step onto. So. Wow. People love them, but it's like a small fortune to make a big area because they grow so slowly. Wow. Uh, those are very drought tolerant as well. It doesn't because mean that metabolism gonna... is slow. Exactly. Because okay. they, just because they don't like to grow that much and they don't have to be cut all the time, which is very good for busy people. Um, and, and so when, when they're planted in, in severe drought, they are they aren't usually very green but they're okay. far from dying and it's still pretty gorgeous okay so bro i would definitely for a small area let's say you have your avocado tree some cacti succulents and a tiny little piece of that uh japanese grass mm -hmm. you know surrounded by some pretty rocks there you go you're gonna have birds visiting your house in no time to to rest around i love it 
I just love it. And just one quick fact too. So we have some trees around and those are very much water resistant too. Mm -hmm. I mean trees, but like usually trees are because they have deep roots and so on. What is yeah. funny, bro? And I wanted just to tell you that because you, you will be amazed. Remember seasons, usually like the trees, they 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 um the the leaves uh, fall during fall uh mm -hmm. and so that's funny that that's what happened and that's why i think we are calling fall fall uh because we mm -hmm. are losing the leaves right and yeah. so our tree bro <laughs> you're not ready for this because sometimes it gets water sometimes it's facing drought which is fine we lost leaves i think three if not four times since we moved in in december so it's like producing leaves whenever there is like water or rain and <laughs> it's losing the, the, the damn the damn leaves like i don't know like three weeks after because it thinks that it's fall or like something else and i think that the metabolism of that damn tree is like fucked up you know oh my it's God, like bro. yeah so it keeps producing new leaves and <laughs> losing them and pulling is so mad but i'm like just understand the poor tree like it <laughs> thinks that it's ready for the next season you know to be happy mm -hmm. and it's facing drought so it's like okay let's 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 cut off the, the leaves and that's not working <laughs> poor tree I, ju oh, I just bro. wanted to let you know. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's funny because, you know, we have this impression sometimes that, that the plants will be predictable. Like, you know, this <laughs> part of the year, it will just have this wonderful green canopy. And then in the fall, the tree will get all naked and stuff. But very rarely you see those things so, you know, precise. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. I have... I don't know if you remember from the video I recorded you from the, f the front of my house. I have this big tree that yes. serves as a garage for me, right? It's where I yeah, keep yeah, my yeah. car parked because uh -huh. I don't like putting my car inside the house. And that tree has leaves that are like the size of two flip-flops together. <laughs> like they're huge leaves, like huge <laughs> and wonderful. And, and that tree, bro, it produces new leaves at the same speed it drops leaves. So we have to basically clean the front of our house. We don't do that every day, but if we were, if we had time, we would probably clean it every day. Because, you know, it's just so many leaves that it loses and then grows again. And I mean, it doesn't bother me at all because, you know, uh -huh. the, the leaves are just like on the, on the floor in front of my house and they very quickly dry up mm -hmm. and uh, you basically don't see them anymore it's like they turn back into dust it's very yeah, cute okay yeah um but yeah bro i mean th this tree it's like it's making a new leaf every night and, and dropping another one okay so that's our tree like that's basically our tree uh <laughs> the leaves are quite smaller in our case but uh bro one thing i, I told pauline too and we are not trying to remove the the leaves too much because it's basically like those leaves are falling um, at the at the roots of the trees of the tree basically. And so I told Pauline, it's good for the soil. Usually exactly. leaves are falling there for a reason. It's to help the tree getting more nutrients and so on. So like it doesn't produce those leaves for nothing. Mm -hmm. It's gonna help and be transformed by insects and like worms and 
bro that's amazing so that's that's what we call an ecosystem people just don't realize but like life and nature is amazing Mm -hmm. i mean you would leave a tiny spot like untouched for a year or two even with drought I'm, exactly. I'm guessing I'm guessing that you would be, you would see nature you would see plants growing there and that's what is amazing is that we are trying us humans to put our front yards the way we would like them but sometimes it's just a matter of like looking around and see what can grow and what can be happy and that's yes. why I was asking you about the type of grass that would kind of be okay with mm-hmm. uh hot and of course like the the idea is not to put them in direct sunlight because that's not a good idea uh Mm -hmm. but another thing that i was thinking of if we were to remodel our front yard would be to have kind of an automatic um watering system but not every day that's not the idea but to have something very responsible you know like being a very um conservative in terms of like water amount to distribute to each species so for Mm -hmm. instance cacti we could water them ourselves or not water them at all usually like cacti what people don't realize is that you can water them for sure they can deal with that as long as the uh the not the swing but like the way that the water falls and like is sucking sucking up by the by the soil is good because the water doesn't like uh, the cacti do not like uh, seeing too much water that's the bottom line and so i love cacti those are my favorite plants on earth my only problem with cacti is that i have two kids and i know that if one falls on a beautiful cacti (laughs) with beautiful spines it's gonna be a mess i know it so our idea would be to put cacti here and there but at strategic spots you know and probably keep the rest as succulents because it should be fine with succulents but cacti bro i love them and people do not realize how pretty the flowers from a cacti can be (laughs) they're wonderful right and usually it just needs a bit of rain just to understand that it's their time to produce flowers people don't realize that flowering cacti in pots is super hard to do but when they are in a soil and happy and getting just the amount they need because some some another thing that people don't realize with succulents is that they need um a break from watering and people don't realize that so they keep watering their succulents or cacti and cacti at some point that's what i learned so correct me if i'm wrong but i learned that during winter time they need a a cooler environment first and they need less water if possible just for them to be able to be fully back at it again during spring and the good thing is that when you're in san diego that's basically the conditions that you're facing it's cool but not too cool it's not Mm it's not below zero (laughs) like it cannot be and so the cacti are super happy because that's when they slow down their metabolism they are kind of like kicking off a secondary metabolism if i'm not mistaken and then when they are back at spring in spring they're like hey okay now i have water now now i have everything i need and they like i don't know they grow so fast and they they have flowers whenever it's raining bro that's wonderful so cacti are definitely part of the plan 
definitely part of it. Bro, I mean, it sounds wonderful. So going back to your question, and I, I think yes. I'm going to give you um, maybe the most important answer of all this conversation, bro. When you said okay. about uh, the watering system. Yes. I would strongly recommend you to forget everything you know about automatic watering system okay <laughs> because bro i do feel like uh, at least for like my plants they are they aren't only for people to see a wonderful garden of course i love to see that as well but they are for me to nourish them in a very responsible way as well so what I would recommend, and, and, yes. and it, there's this experiment that we like every Brazilian person does at school when you're like in kindergarten, is that when you, you have basically a tiny little forest inside a bottle and you close the bottle, you know, you actually put a cap and if you uh, got the amount of water you put in the soil correctly and the plants, the ecosystem will be eternal. You don't ever have to open the bottle and add water again because it I just heard. recycles it, right? I heard about this one. Wow. And, and, and bro, you can basically have that forever. And so <laughs> I sort of have like a similar experiment in my garden. The thing okay. is, so the, the tree is the first layer of life and it's protecting everything that is underneath it. Okay. Then one thing that I don't have here, because just because, you know, I, it, I basically have a bunch of succulents, but I would highly recommend in your case, would be to have some fairly larger cacti. Okay. And let me just say this, because uh, your concern is pretty important about the, the thorns, you know, mm -hmm. there's some really wonderful cacti that don't have them or, or have True. much less of them. So okay. with the variety, I'm pretty sure you can find some that are pretty, but don't don't look too dangerous and might not, you know, <laughs> uh, endanger your kids because that's a pretty important concern. I but love the dangerous ones. <laughs> <laughs> they are very pretty. Yeah. And bro, what people do here yes. is that you basically have this uh it's like a soda bottle okay you be, after you finish drinking it you just fill it up with water okay poke a tiny little hole in the cap and and poke uh, a tiny little straw okay and you put it behind the cactus so you don't ever see the actual bottle okay and you fill it up with water and the straw has to be very thin so it's very slowly dropping a few drops of water every now and then Okay. You basically look at the cacti, they're always super happy and everyone is going to wonder how come the cacti are always so happy and it's because they have their own watering system. So very easy to make, very easy to, to keep up with. And so the tree plus the cacti, so you have a tall one and then the, like a mid-size, you know, ecosystem of cacti and then on the bottom, the succulents. Okay. And what I realized is that when you have two to three layers, you're going to be amazed because you're going to touch the soil next to the succulents and the soil will be always humid. It's incredible. Like you're, It's like the water never escapes because it's humid. They're all transpiring and taking water again. And when you 
realize there you go like the succulents are good to go you might need to water them once every 15 days or so that's amazing that's and amazing. for the rest of them bro water can yeah. the kids because you know exactly how much water you're gonna use yeah. and it's a wonderful excuse for you to grab them and say after a really you know hard day full of yeah. work you're stressed out and you go there and you talk to the plants and water them and it's gonna be Absolutely. a therapy for you as well I, you know what? I love it because that's what that that was my plan, to be honest with you, uh, to just be responsible. Because if you want a garden, you have to take care of it. Uh, I think that like a watering system is like bad, because mm -hmm. people just want to um, to send others a pretty image of what they built, but actually they have a gardener, they have a watering system, fancy one, and they do not even know what this is about and what i like with that idea and our discussion that we had today is that we are trying to make things for like the better and mm -hmm. trying to teach people the next generation we can do better even yeah. when like we have drought seasons and so on we can do better so for instance one one last example i wanted to give to our audience and you're very much aware of this I have a I have a fish tank. I have an aquarium. And people don't realize, but of course sometimes I have to do water change. And so people may say, "Hey, that's bad. You're wasting water." No. I'm actually using the water from from the fish to put Perfect. in my tomatoes. And I have tomatoes that are very, not very much drought resistant, but people don't picture it. But when you have like tomatoes in uh, soil if you don't water them every day they will grow roots vertically if you water them every day they will have roots horizontally mm -hmm. if you show them a very tiny piece of water every other day they will still grow slower but they will grow and right now i'm at the stage where everyone is super happy because guess what when they are getting water it's partly from the fish mm -hmm. and bro they have all the fucking nitrogen that they want it's exactly. like oh my god i have fertilizer and the good thing that people don't realize is that it's for free because my fish do poop and that's good that's good for <laughs> that's good for my soil <laughs> and so the three buckets that i'm actually putting in plants and that will soon be in my front yard i'm actually saving water because the only water that I'm putting somewhere is actually in the fish tank mm -hmm. to get water that will be amazing for my plants in like a week time because usually I'm doing like water change like every week I'm changing 25% it means it may seem like a lot for people but first it's good for the fish because they don't mm -hmm. care I mean it's just fresh water so why not and I'm getting some bit of nitrogen in the water uh, that is like being changed for the plants. So it's it's that kind of idea, just to yeah. teach your kids. You know, you don't have you don't need a fish tank. I'm not saying that you guys should get a fish tank, but uh, if you like fish, that's a great idea. Instead of like just dumping the water in your uh, in your drain, that's bad. Just don't do it. Try to use it. And right now, I don't feel bad whenever I'm changing my water because I know that the water will eventually go somewhere where I will get to tomatoes 
or avocados because I'm actually uh, putting that water in the avocado tree as well. So, awesome. so small ideas. Uh, today was just uh, a different episode about like two plant scientists that are <laughs> discussing ecosystems and drought uh, because, yeah, that's it's going to become a reality uh, in some parts of the world, unfortunately. But I think that we can do better. Uh, I think that by changing like some uh, of our actions, daily actions, uh, not taking bath, not uh, filling up your swimming pool. If you were considering building a swimming pool uh, in SoCal, please don't do it. Uh, grow a tree, grow an avocado tree <laughs> uh, or two. <laughs> you have space. Uh, but no, like if you have the ocean, you know, like the ocean is there for a reason. We have water, it's free. Uh, it's supposed to stay there forever. Um, we have fish, you know, like that's funny. Just go to the ocean, you know. Of course, we have salt. Uh, it's not perfect. It's like salty water. Sometimes it's too cold, but it's free just picture that and so whenever we are uh, lacking water at least the ocean is there so if you want to take a bath or if you want to i don't know like play in the water just go to the ocean uh, if you have that's the ocean perfect, close by bro. that's perfect and i mean i it's funny how us humans can be extremely dumb sometimes because the mm -hmm. thing is uh Sometimes you, you listen to people saying, oh my God, you have this wonderful garden. You must be spending so much water and they see that they're already judging you. Yeah. And uh, they go back to their house and they open the, the tap water to brush their teeth and they leave it flowing for 30 minutes while talking shit about someone. And so, bro, yeah. the trees, the greens are the only thing that will bring back the water people are missing. And they are not planting them because they want to waste water on things that will never bring the water back. So Absolutely. Uh, sometimes it's just irritating how stupid we can be. Yeah. Uh, but I, I hope that our episode and for those who are listening to us, they finally do realize. I mean, it, it's incredible. Like in the morning, like very early in the morning, if I step onto my grass, my, my feet get wet. Yeah. Because, you know, they accumulate all these water droplets during the night. And so my soil, the soil under them, it's healthy, it's alive. And I'm spending very little water to do that. And so I, I think like they're very clever ways of actually saving water. You know, like usually uh, the, 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 the sector that actually uses all the water is usually industry so yeah people are like oh my god i cannot have my tree that i always dream of because of the drought and then there is this industry <laughs> you know using a ton of water no like yeah. be clever and be part yeah. of the change because i'm pretty sure that if everybody has a very you know responsible garden <laughs> you know soon enough in a few decades the soil quality will be different and the second and third layer of life will start to grow and that's when, you know, you change the course of future, basically. Absolutely. And I wanted to finish with one small anecdote that I really like because my kids are in love with the new house that we have. And <clears throat> what they love to is that they are seeing insects, you know. Uh, and so I told them, without trees, without flowers, 
without like anything, if you are replacing everything with concrete, with artificial turf or whatever, they will go away. Mm. We are killing their environment too. We have so many roly polies. I don't know if you picture them, but like they are very tiny, small insects. And mm -hmm. uh, what I love is that my kids are in love with them. So they are trying to make houses for those. And I'm like, <laughs> guys, th they are just happy now. Like if we have so many around, it's for a reason. They are happy. Mm -hmm. And and I told them, those are at the beginning of the recycling process. So like whenever there will be a dead plant or whatever dead, uh, they will recycle it back to a matter that can be used for plants, by plants. And I told them, that's the beauty of an ecosystem. And what is crazy is that they're only three and two, and they are understanding it. So right now, those insects, you know, instead of saying, hey, I can just crush it. No, they respect those. Whenever they see one, they like take it away, put it somewhere else not to like destroy it with their bikes That's you know so and yeah and what is crazy is that for instance my son at first was afraid of bees mm -hmm. and i told him sometimes you, you get stung by a bee that happens i'm not saying that it never happens but you should not be afraid if you're not allergic to it but you should not be afraid and the beauty and like the importance of bees for ecosystems like people just don't realize how important they are. And in our community, bro, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that you will, you will love it. You will love what they are doing. We have a few of the, of like the houses for the bees, you know? And so we are producing honey here. Oh my God, you're kidding me. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. So bee houses, we are, we are producing honey. It's not it's not too much. I think like it's like three pots a year or whatever. But that's that's a beginning, you know? That's something that you can that's do amazing. if you have And oh we have God. bees. That's and we so have bees. You guys. <laughs> we have human birds. And I told my kids, don't take that for granted because we have to make a beautiful ecosystem for those guys. Mm -hmm. Because it's changing. They will not like the drought we have to make something for them we need flowers bees they do not care if like the flower is from a cacti or for no. something from something else they just need flowers and they will pollinate meaning that they will like cross pollinate. that's that's amazing and i try to tell my kids and of course our our avocado tree is a has avocado tree so it does not need bees uh, to produce avocado we chose it because we never know if bees will be around for many years unfortunately but i told my kids insects are probably as important as plants but you need plants to have insects yes. <laughs> right that's exactly. the beauty of an ecosystem and yeah. i think that people should spend more time in their garden instead of on their phones especially with their kids uh, try to watch documentaries when you are on your phone just to learn more about ecosystems because guys everyone can have an impact i'm not saying that we can we can change the world that's not the, the point here but at least try to make your place a better place for the environment and for your local ecosystem try to create local ecosystems because when you will realize that you will get roly-polies and worms there you're not putting them there they mm -hmm. are coming from somewhere they are happy 
and it's beautiful, right? <laughs> Bro, it, it, it really is. And I mean, um, it's, it's funny like how, you know, small things can make a huge change in the long term because, you know, um, we sort of like as, as humankind sort of transition to we, of course, were born in nature because we are part of nature. Mm -hmm. Then with the whole civilization and industrial revolution, we sort of banished nature from our lives, right? So everything is concrete. Mm -hmm. The only thing that matters is progress. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I invest in stocks. I mean, I love progress. <laughs> but I do believe that, you know, uh, there is a more sustainable way of living. Absolutely. And in the end of the day, like, if you go back to your home, and you have pets, family, tons of plants, your little nature. Mm -hmm. And especially when everybody has their little natures in your in your community, bro, it's crazy. Like um, right now in our little community here, like whenever one of us is traveling, we ask for the other to take care of the birds that usually come to our houses to, you know, rest or eat. So. We basically help each other to take care of the birds so they will always come back. You know, oh the butterflies are everywhere. And that doesn't happen like, you know, in concrete. That's the beauty oh. of it. And <laughs> Absolutely. you're just like a few cacti away from mm -hmm. building that up. You know, everyone is. So, bro, I mean, I'm a suspect because I, I just like love this so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like therapy to me, bro. It's it's yeah. the best. That's why okay. I have plants everywhere. <laughs> no, and that's that's beautiful. I'm so happy I had this conversation with you today because to me, you are the expert. And I'm not saying that because you're my bro, but like to me, those ecosystem, drought resistant stuff, related stuff, you're the expert. Uh, I was kind of an expert too, but I was always more uh, there for mechanical point of view. So I was more thinking about how plants were actually responding to drought and not too much of a, how can we change the plants that we have right now and make them absolutely happy, you know, because mm -hmm. they, they are fine with this environment. So I was so happy to have this discussion with you today. Um, of course, and it's not going to happen on the podcast, unfortunately, but I will be sending you my plans uh, that I have Yay. for my front yard because I need your feedback. I just need your Absolutely. feedback. I want to build the best. I mean the best. No, it's, it's not a competition. So let me change my words. I want to make beautiful ecosystems for my front yard. It could mm -hmm. be like just like tiny ones, as you said. Uh, we can start small and expand from there. Uh, that would be that would be what I like. Let's hope that the HOA is okay with that, you know, just to tell them we want to try stuff and eventually replace them if it's not working out the way they should. Um, experiment, you know. Uh, if I have to move a cacti like in 10 months, am I, am I allowed to do it? Because that's, you cannot like predict what is going to happen you you cannot and right now uh, to answer one of your earlier question we do have full full sunlight throughout the day okay front yard 
I mean, we probably have like, I don't know, like four square feet, like four meters square, four meters square that are getting some, uh, some shade at the end of the afternoon. Okay. All right. But it's pretty much full sunlight, full sunlight. So we need trees. I'm with you there. Exactly. I'm going to work with you. We mm-hmm. may do a future episode where we will keep yeah. everyone updated because yes. I, I found this discussion super interesting because we are getting to the bottom of things, you know, like we can do stuff in a responsible way, in a good way or try. Uh, and again, it's not a competition. It's not because your neighbor has a beautiful loan or as beautiful like artificial turf and is projecting this great image of his, you know, you're not competing with those. You're trying to do stuff for you, for mm-hmm. your kids, if you do have kids. Mm-hmm. And we are trying to teach the new generation that our generation and the previous one, I mean, we are not too much to blame here because we are still young, but like the previous generation and the generation before probably made some choices that were not the best uh, in some yeah. cases. And it's our duty not to say to ourselves, oh, it's on our kids, you know, it's too late for us. No, we are the generation that has to tell our kids that we can do better. We can actually do better and we do not have to change everything. I'm not telling anyone to change their car for an electric car right now. EVs are super expensive. Uh, mm-hmm. They do not change the environment so much. So that's, I mean, no. that's a lie. I used to have a Tesla, so I'm very much aware of like the batteries that we have there. Whenever you're like putting an electric car <laughs> to rest, you have so much heavy metals there. Exactly. So much. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Let mm-hmm. me tell you, it's really bad. So right now we are putting gasoline in our cars. That's bad right now. But when the car is going to be put to rest, it's not going to be too bad. I mean, right. it's not perfect, but electric cars are so bad for the environment when they are being produced and when they are going to die. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like you can do stuff, but don't try just to do stuff because people are telling you to do it. Try to talk with experts for uh, my front yard. I'm discussing with my bro, trying to make small impact, oh. trying to create small ecosystems. I'm so happy, bro. It was an amazing bro. conversation. Thank it you so really much. Was. Ah, no, thank you, bro. I mean, I, I keep saying this, that I love this new format, this new podcast that we have, you know, we never know, like even you and I never know what's going to be the subject until we just, you know, <laughs> exchange a few text messages and say, oh, that's pretty cool to talk about. I love yes. that. Uh-huh. Um, this is very spontaneous, just like a conversation between two brothers sh- should be. Yeah. And bro, I think this this episode is transitioning to a subject, mm-hmm. this ESG subject mm-hmm. uh, that does deserve a lot of attention. It might be something we chat yeah. about in our next episode because, you know, yeah. um, for example, right now I would not owe an electric car because I rather use biofuel in, yeah. in the car that I own. Not yeah. only because I work with sugarcane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> of, of course, that's important. 
<laughs> but but bro, the, this conversation can go like really deep, and so I, I think it deserves a full episode. Let's do itself. it. Let's do it. Yeah, and that's what I realized when I was talking about EVs. I was thinking, you know what? We should probably like give it a full episode because the beauty is that I used to have a Tesla, so. I'm not. I'm not talking trash about EVs to talk trash about EVs. I'm not. A, I'm not even trying to trash EVs, but we need a conversation. And the good thing yeah. is that we have one of the bros that used to have one, mm-hmm. and now my car is a gasoline car. Mm-hmm. It says a lot. So I. I think. I think that's our next one, bro. Yes, I think I'm that's our, sure next have our next episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I have so much to discuss with you. So, bro, thank you so much again. I will keep you updated. It's not going to be on the podcast unless we feel like the updates I'm sending you deserve another episode or an update here and there. But my front yard will be amazing thanks to you. So I'm thanking you so much because it was amazing. Amazing. Oh, As I, usual. I had such a great time. And I mean, yes. uh, send, send me pictures of your plants. I'll send pictures <laughs> of mine and some ideas that I have for your gardening. And yeah. if you guys who are listening to us want to share your ideas in the in the Discord, Absolutely. feel free to. Absolutely. Um, but bro, I, I had a lovely time as usual. Thank you so much. Thank you. The pleasure was all mine because I was requesting help to my brother <laughs> that lives in Brazil and that knows so much. And next time, oh my God, oh my God. No, like it's gonna be too exciting. Okay, I'm excited about the next episode <laughs> so um, because we, we have so much to do, so much, so much to tell our audience too. And again, we are not experts. That's not about being an expert. It's about not following the trend just to follow the trend. We have to consider some facts and as scientists, We'll try to bring to the table facts next time instead of just saying, oh, it's bad and you should not do it. No, let's try to bring facts to the next episode talking about electric vehicles and like the transformation of society, uh, the way people are trying to sell us, you know. Mm-hmm. Right now, the transition is kind of fast. So let's let's try to sit down next episode. It's going to be in two weeks. Again, we have this buffer, which is amazing. And we'll be discussing that later. I'm super happy because I think that the topic is on point, especially oh, yeah. now. Uh, seeing people buying like $80,000 EVs that look like trash. <laughs> uh, whatever. Okay. Oh, this so, episode's going to be oh, legendary. Yeah, like, I can't wait. I can't wait. And again, I'm not an EV skeptic. I used to have one. I had a Tesla Model S. So... Please, like, stay tuned. The next Mm -hmm. one is going to be amazing because it's not going to be about our cars. It's going to be about the way society is trying to sell us EVs. Yes. Yes. Yes, let's do it, bro. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) See you next time, guys. Bye-bye. See you guys. Love you, bro. Bye-bye. Love you.